Max RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Hi. Hi. Oh, hello. Welcome to Season 20, Episode 10 of the Max RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. Uh, Jib. That's me. Jib. Sort of over to you. No, it's you. You're going to go first. I'm Scott. Hey. And Scott Hay, and I'm Scott. Hey. I'm not Stork Hay, I'm, and I'm not Scott Hay, I'm Stork. But that's Scott Hay. Who, who's this guy? Who are you, and what do you do that makes you famous? I kind of like your style, though. I kind of like the. Hey! I kind of like what you got going on here. <laughs> oh, the hair? Yeah. Well, I, I, I was told that that's what I had to have. Right? It, it, it is the fabulous hair episode of Happy Jack's RPG. <laughs> you have to have. You have to have that facial hair. That end of the table. Must have facial hair. <laughs> I have a little. And <laughs> either a lot of hair or, or no hair, unless you're Jib, <laughs> and then you can just have regular hair. Uh, do you really want me to introduce myself? Yes, okay, of course. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Scott Woodard. Um, my claims to fame are many, but uh, right now, the one that's sort of starting the bubble is that I wrote the Flash Gordon role-playing game for Pinnacle Entertainment Group, uh, which is Savage Worlds-based. Kickstarter is coming <coughs> soon. Soon. Uh, I also wrote the Six Gun. I uh, wrote that entire line. Oh, yeah, hey, I got the six gun. That one there, right there. See? Six oh, that's, gun. that's a Savage Worlds. That summer. is a Savage what Worlds it? Weird West based on the uh, six gun graphic novel published by Oni Press. Okay. Um, Which is why it looks like a graphic novel. Yes, but it is it is a role playing game, as you can see. Um, I wrote that. And um, what else? Oh, while we're at it, current things. Cinema and Sorcery. I'm plugging all my books, I'm plugging yeah. everything. Uh, this just uh, more or less just came out. It was an any nominee. Mm hmm. We didn't win. That's not a tier. There's something in my eye. All the best games don't win any. So right, but it's not all a game. All the best podcasts. But it has game content. Oh, okay, what is it? Uh, this is Cinema and Sorcery. It is a comprehensive guide to fantasy movies. Sword and sorcery movies from the silent era all the way to the present day. Oh, really? There is game content in it, which mm -hmm. I insisted on. Um, so, if, for example, if you want to use the uh, serpent dagger from Conan the Barbarian in your game, it's in there. And I statted up 50 items uh, from various Sweet. movies. Oh, no so shit. 50 really? items are covered in great I, detail. Okay, <laughs> sir, I challenge you. What's uh, um, uh, the sword and the sorcerer? What's that double-bladed sword stat? The tri-bladed sword. Yeah. It is in there. If you want to <laughs> look it up, I did stat that. Um, you can read all about it. And, um, yeah, so we picked 50 movies. Uh, some great ones, some not so great ones. Sword and the sorcerer, yeah. Hey, sword and sorcerer is not a bad film. It's not a good film. Revisit it. It's a lot of fun. It is. There it's it's it does have some fun lines. It's a little rapey. There, it, it is. It is. A little rapey. And the, and, the, and the woman playing the princess is, I not not hard on the eyes. Let's just there say in, in, well, in this day and age, eighty sword and sorcery movies tended yeah, to be. Yeah. You know, they right. tended to cater. And the that. guy that was in Murphy Brown played the priest. That was so awesome. Yeah, yeah. He played. He, oh he, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. And and yeah, and uh, uh, Horsley, Jim Lee, Will, uh, Lee, Lee Horsley. Lee Horsley. Horsley. He's the lead. Most unfortunate name ever. But uh, but yes. But anyway, so this book... Um, it's Lee Horse Lee. I mean, it's, his name is, is a palindrome. It is. Not really. I never It'd be Il, Il Horse Eel, but Lee Horse I didn't make fun name. of his name in the book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not at all. It's okay, I still got so it's took care of that part. It's a safe book. It's not a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, 480 pages. It's a big, chunky. You awesome. see, it's a big beast of a book, and uh, every movie that how about you... The, how about the Frisbee in, in Crawl? Yeah, the glave. It's that's in there, in there yeah. and it's statted. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, he awesome. wins. It's generic. It. They're generically statted. Okay. Let's put it that way. So I don't actually have stats per you know for an individual title or game or whatever. Right. But 
But uh, yeah, it's all in there. So that I'm very proud of this book. Co-authored with my friend Arnold Blumberg. So what a great idea! I like that. That's cool. Awesome. And I've thrown you two curves, three curves, and he got it. So yeah, no, I guarantee every. You're old because you got all those '80s stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, but it goes back to the silent era. Does that make me even older? <laughs> oh, my hip! So, <laughs> so anyway, so, so it's all in there. You've got, you've got the cabinet of Dr. Caligari in there? No, it's not sword and sorcery. But it was, it's a golem. It, it doesn't it's count. sword and sorcery? No. We actually explained it, why we Is there a sword movies. in that movie? No. No. Is there sorcery in that movie? Yes. Uh, no. It, it, well, it has to have both. It, okay, book, it fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, so that's some of the stuff I've done. And then I also had these, but I don't know. Good. Go, go, go. So um, for Doctor Who fans, there might be one or two in the audience. Um, I wrote some Big Finish audios. If Some of you have heard of Big Finish Productions, so I wrote the Juggernauts with what the is, Daleks. What is Big Finish audio? Big Finish is Let's a company... Let's pretend that Stu and yes, I have never hi. heard of this. Big Finish Productions <laughs> is a company in the UK that uh, quite a few years ago got the rights to do Doctor Who audio Adventures like radio plays, radio plays, okay, fully dramatized with members of the uh, original casts. So they actually have no done it with kidding. Peter Davison, right. with Colin oh, wow. Baker, with and Tom Baker's now doing some. Um, so all of them have jumped in. These are new stories. They're all original scripts. So Sweet. I wrote a Dalek story. Um, this is this one is with the Sixth Doctor, Colin Baker. I wrote uh, this one with Paul McGann, mm-hmm. Absolution. I don't, I don't know if we're getting glare. Um, Paul again the, the the least of the of the yes, but he's great. He is great. And he really he should have awesome. been. I know. Yeah. Paul again one movie. Awesome guy. Um, and then also they did a four part um, miniseries called I Davros, which is the story of Davros, mm-hmm. the the backstory of Davros. Mm-hmm. And I wrote the fourth episode, Guilt, um, which is the immediate prequel to Genesis of the Daleks for you, Doctor. That's Who really fans. good. So, That's and then I also wrote a Dark Shadows. So if anybody grew up with Dark Shadows, oh yeah, I remember Dark Shadows. The original Bartimus Collins. We're mm-hmm. not talking about that. Movie that no, 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 no. And we'll that doesn't about exist, the original right? series. Sadly, um, the original Barnum's Collins, of course, the actor Jonathan Fred passed away a few years ago. Yeah. He was alive when I wrote this, but he wasn't participating. So they came up with a clever way to bring in Barnabas, but with a different different actor. Okay. Um, cool. But anyway, so I've written those as well. Awesome. Sweet. I think that covers most of then it. Then why on earth are you here? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I was <laughs> promised booze, and all I got is La Croix. I I, well, I've and got so what's your day job? <laughs> For my day job, uh, actually, my day job is boring. But it's uh, I'm a copywriter and a game designer. So let that be a myth. Listen, for those of us that all want to design games, all want to write stuff, he still has a day job. I do, and it's this is some cool shit. Yeah, <laughs> so I write. I, I'm an, I'm a workaholic. I admit it. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, Scott, would you like to do?" and I, I usually say yes. Before the sentence, well, is I'm completed. pretty sure if somebody came to me and said, "Would you like to write a Dark Shadows episode?" I'd say yes as well. Yeah, no, I do. That, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah. would say yes. It may suck, but I would <laughs> certainly do it. Well, they they brought me back four times. Actually, so obviously, I must have done something right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, that's me. Awesome. Sweet. It's really awesome to be here, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, thank oh, you for course. being here. Yeah. I had to drive. I mean, travel. I mean, fly so far to get here. And boy, are your arms tired. But um, are you local? <laughs> I am. I live in Burbank. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, but it, in Friday Friday afternoon traffic, that's a commute. Yeah, it, from Burbank. Yeah. It wasn't bad. He went up a lot to the candy. Came bad. down the two ten. He did get dinner. Oh, that. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. These guys feed you if you come <laughs> on their show. <laughs> they do. I need to show up. In this episode of Happy Chicks Everything Podcast, Avi writes in. Asking about ways to unstick yourself GM-wise 
Uh, Charis writes in about glossing over combat. Did we do that email last week? I haven't listened to it. No, no, no. Something similar, but no. Okay. And Steve from Atlanta tells the tale of a PC killing another PC on purpose. But first, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We're also on the social media. We're on Twitter, happyjacksrpg. And also Instagram, and I think you can find us on just practically anything. Yeah. Happy Checks RPG. Yeah, pretty much. And then uh, if you'd like to watch the show live, you can watch at 8 p.m. Pacific time uh, right here. Go to happychecks.org slash live for all of the linkies that you need to find us when we're doing the show live, if you wish to do that. And hello, chat room. I see that there's a chat room, and they're talking about pizza. What? Pizza? I great. forgot to record. Oh, well. It, 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 you can strip it out of the. I can strip it out of the. YouTube. You said you're everywhere on social media. How's that MySpace page coming along? Uh, we had one. <laughs> we did. I did you really? No. I don't think we ever had it. The <laughs> show started the after Tribe still goes as well. The Tribe page oh, yeah. is still Tri- up and running. I last time I tried to, uh, to check on Tribe, nothing came up. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Not even. It was like a, it wasn't even a 404. It's like a. There was like no connection. The, my journal is going great though. That's in Gangbusters. People are loving it. I've been checking in on it regularly. <laughs> the live journal? Yeah. Live, yeah. Ju- live awesome. journal. Live yes. journal. What did I say? My, my journal. journal. Close enough. You, you, you mashed up Facebook and, and it's all MySpace and, and. I didn't mash up Facebook. I mashed up. Okay. Yeah. You know what I meant. I, I, Go yeah. with it. Face journal. Fa- you know, the, the inner tubes. Face face. <laughs> right. The inner tubes. Um, and then, uh, let's see. I think that's it. Oh, uh, Sunday we're playing Dead Rain. Dead Rain. Four p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and then Monday would be falling down. Should be Riffits. Savage Riffs on Monday. Yep. And then Glitter Boys. Wednesday is gonna be Interpol. Interpol. No, that's um, no, that's a Monday no, it's game. Max. Max game. game. Yeah, the, the number of games we're doing now are is no ridiculous. longer inside <laughs> yeah. my memory. <laughs> the Happy Jacks Media Empire is, is now overwhelming. 640K is enough for every, anybody, man. You can't keep up with all the games we're doing. I need that lo- load high thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Autoexec.bat. One of the first things dude did for me is actually I brought him over to our house at the time as he was working on because because we still had old, old PCs. And I think we were still running... Uh, it would. It wasn't even XP yet. It was like Windows ninety five. What are you talking about? And I had you load high all of the all of the stuff in our. <laughs> yeah, because all the games that need need more right. than six hundred and forty k. Right, which is, and I think we all had like Razor Ridge. Wednesday's Razor Ridge. There you go. Razor Ridge. Which I listened to the first episode of Ranger Rick. Yeah, go with it. It was fun. Yeah, fun stuff. I am looking forward to seeing where Matt goes with it. She's doing a good job. Alfred's still wearing his cowboy hat. Yep. Them. I need to get a pirate hat for him, too. I need a pirate hat. Uh, since you're our guest, would you like to read the first email? Sure, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, am I on the right one here? Is it this one? Quick uh, GMing question. Oh, yes, very Aviv. good. Quick GMing question from Aviv. Is it Aviv? Aviv. Aviv Light. Hey, folks. Do you think a GM should hide from the group? Hide from the group. Note this. Do you think the GM should hide from the group? If they get stuck during a session, yes, I recommend under the table. That's it. Under the next question. There is more. Oh. Stork uh, may have yes. been right. Maybe the word "it" was supposed to be in there. No, I was Jim. It was me. No, no, it was Jim. Oh, it was you. Okay. So uh, it says you often describe some of the tricks you use to unstuck yourselves. There's quotes on that. Mm-hmm. That's a technical term. Mm-hmm. Such as Stu's famous bathroom con story. 
I uh, ran a con at a bathroom one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I heard your stories about Gen Con bathrooms last week, and I busted oh. out laughing while I was <laughs> oh on my a walk. God. I think I scared the neighborhood. Uh, all right, going back to the question. Do you think it's fine for the GM to tell their group, I need a couple of minutes to think about what will happen next. Let's take a break. Or should he preface it with some sort of excuse? Personally, I wouldn't have a problem admitting to my players I need to think for a bit before we continue, but I have the luxury of running campaigns over Hangout Chat, so I have a lot of time to write my own responses, or to write my responses, as the case may be, with my regards and best of uh, with my best regards, Aviv. I'm not even going to say the last name because I don't think we have to, do we? No, no, no we so don't. Thanks, we Aviv. Really don't. So, and the rest of that is our notes. That's your notes. Good. All right. Well, there's the question. Myself, I generally prefer to not admit being flummoxed for the most part. Yeah, I do. I yeah. mean, everyone knows. No, I, I, no, I mean, no, no. We don't actually. You're really good at hiding it. But for for me, the thing that I always want to get out of a game, and so I naturally assume that's what everyone else wants to get out of a game, because I'm right, is. Uh, <laughs> no, you are. You're the GM. We're all we're all hanging on your every word. Well, no, but but I mean, the thing that I I always want to get out of a game when I'm playing is that a sense of immersion. Mm-hmm. And to me, that would break mm-hmm. if the GM said, "Oh, you guys just made a total left turn." Because I want to have the confidence that the GM has GM has planned this whole thing out, mm-hmm. and you know, we're either falling into his trap or you know foiling him at every turn or, or whichever it is. That that's just that's my opinion based on my preference. I did not think right. you were going to take that tack because I, I was pretty much. I'm going to agree with you, which is I want the person that's behind the wheel to at least pretend like he knows what's going on. You want the bus driver to at least know that he act like he can act drive, like he can drive, or <laughs> act like he knows where he's going. I, I, I do, and, and in a way, because if I smell weakness, if I smell blood in the water, I'm going to attack, and I, I may not mean it. I may not. I, I may not. It may not be a conscious. It might be a metagaming kind of thing. I'm like, aha! I'm going to exploit. I'm right. going to poke at this. I'm going to poke at this and see how much further I can go. And, and it's... If your GM shows weakness, and as a player, suddenly there's this twinkle like, we beat him, we win, we won. And I don't think that that is necessarily makes for a good game. Maybe for the players, for, for a brief amount of time, where they get that exhilaration of, like, we win, but now the game's going to go down the tube because now your GM is making shit up. And and trying to trying to backtrack and trying to to scramble and keep up and and at least you know lay out the table. If you don't give them a break, they're not going to give you a, a worthwhile game. And you're going to leave that game going, well, that kind of sucked. I mean, yeah, we you know we broken, but now what do we do, Scott? What do you think? Well, looking at the question, <laughs> <laughs> um, they do say if the GM gets stuck, right? Um, should they hide from the group? Um, I mean, hide from the group. If we take this literally, okay. I, I think that's a little extreme. It's <laughs> um, good that you caught yourself. I, I think the whole, why don't you guys discuss amongst yourself for a little bit, <laughs> is okay to just say, I just got to sort my notes out. I th- I don't, but, I mean, to be fair, like you guys are kind of saying, I don't think I've ever had to stop a game because things have gotten so derailed. Um, I'm, I, I can get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying it's just... Be- from experience or anything, but it's just a matter of I know you know where you, you know where you're going, so I think it's easy enough to to sort of get things back on track a little bit. Right. Um, and a clever de- clever GM should be able to do it without saying I'm going to go hide, jump in the car, <laughs> 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 do another leave state. You guys, leave you guys with the track. <laughs> 
See, that's not fair because I think that most GMs are clever. There are times when they get outfoxed. There are times I think when they get outmaneuvered. And I think that maybe it's fair for a GM to take a break to regroup. Right, but that's what, I, that's what I was saying. You know, you can always say, well, "Why don't you guys just chat amongst yourself for just a minute? Let me just get my notes sorted and, and put right. back." Yeah, out. but you don't let them know that you. I, you know, I would. I, I, I don't have a problem with saying, um, not not to admit defeat or say that. Well, the thing you've just done is a terrible thing, and it's really thrown me off track. But <laughs> to just say, actually, guys, can we just pause for one moment because uh, right. something I got to just deal with something. I, I don't think that's necessarily going to. Here's a great I, time to take a break. <laughs> I got to pee. I, I have well, said a few times um, <clears throat> on this show that I know what's going to happen in the game precisely up until the moment when the characters step <laughs> into it. Right. After that, I have no idea what's going to happen. So that's kind of my Fair. normal mode of operation anyway, is I'm playing catch-up and, f- and filling in the fiddly bits. But the way I do that is by immersing myself in the genre, in the world, and in, in to try to know the people. Now, I will sometimes get caught flat-footed and I don't have a problem with my players knowing that they caught me flat-footed um, as long as it doesn't take me too terribly long to get things back to, back to moving again. Sure. Um, and I don't think I've ever had a case where, like, like you were saying, Scott, where I can't keep the game moving forward. It, I might just have to go, hang on a second. Okay, now, you know, now we know where we're going to go. Well, see, mine take longer than that. Thus, <laughs> um, your uh, bathroom cons. Well, see, th- that that was a, th- that we should was, catch him up to speed. That's kind of a, that was kind of a nightmarish story because I I was running a con game. It was it, it was the big red planet Hollywood, and it was the yeah. the um, big blue monkeys. It's kind of kind of like a um, a pulp steampunkish space the, thing. The Kenneth. Um, what, what, what yeah. turn of the century? With uh, the Wild Wild West. Was it Savage Worlds? Yes, that was no, Savage Worlds. Uh, that game was in Savage Worlds, right. yes. Because the first one we pl- we did was in Hero. Hero. And, but this was the second one. Yeah. And you and they, they blew through your content. Oh, I see. 50 minutes. I ha- and I set it up. Here's my scenes. Here's what's going to happen. Here's a couple combats. Amazing dice rolls and combats. And that happens. And just a <laughs> driven party that's like, we're going to solve this. They were on that bone, and they, yeah, like, wouldn't let go. Less than an hour, they had burned through everything I had, including, like, the little... Epilogue. Ec- you know, well, extra thing I, I might throw in if things are moving along too quickly. And I'm like, okay, I don't mind when I'm... When I've run the game and the game comes to a good conclusion, I don't mind letting the players go, you know, an hour early or whatever. I don't care, but three hours early... I don't know about that. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom. <laughs> and I sat in the bathroom and I grabbed a napkin and I had a pencil with me. And I'm like, and I basically, basically just kind of had to brainstorm right there more content that logically fit in with the stuff that had already happened. Right. And, um, and you got to poo at the same time, which is okay. I actually didn't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was so, he was, he was like, he was shitting diamonds at that point because he was so uptight. <laughs> But it, it was like when I run like the vampire game. I know all the NPCs, and if I want to come up with something to do, I always have a list of things that I can throw in at right. some point. But this was like I have to come up with something off the top of my head to fill three hours. To fill three hours, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? 
And it ended up being really combat heavy because I'm like, okay, that seems to be the slowest part here. So let, I'll just, I'll just, it, and that's when I came up with the spider mechs and all yeah. that kind of stuff, with the laser beams, freaking laser, freaking lasers. lasers. But, but it, it, it and and after I think at the at the uh, show that evening, I think I I said that yeah, you let the cat out. Of the all of that stuff after this point was. All made up right there in the bathroom, right outside the. <laughs> and all your players that were there were like, "What? what? I didn't know? I had no idea." But I, 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 I needed, but I needed silence. I needed, I needed. I mean, because <laughs> Conve- convention bathrooms, you're not going to get a lot of silence. Yeah, but but no, that, that was as close as he's going to get. Back then, it was was it the other hotel? Yeah, no, it was. It was the Marriott. We still had like individual they, bathrooms. They were room, They were like Conference rooms, rooms that people had oh, knocked right. the wall out. So there's uh, two bathrooms, and there's only single occupancy right. on either side. So I just went in there, click. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I did sit down. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was Hold on, uh, books, right? Uh, I guess, um, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I you know, I think that I don't know that I have clear advice to give anybody on this, other than to say, you know, follow your instincts. If you feel like your players will enjoy what's happening more if they don't know that. You know, you're having to take a step back and think about things for a minute before you move on. Then don't tell them. If you think that, you know, that's a cool thing for you to share with them, you know, then then go with it. I, it, it would be such a unique and individual thing. I don't know that I could could give you you're, advice. You're, you're absolutely right. Stu's Stu's point about right there was just I needed silence. That's how he works. That's how he needed. That's what he needed at that point to solve this problem. And so. Whatever it takes for you, if you need to hide from your players for X amount of time to to solve it, then that's what you need to do. Um, I'm encouraging you, though, to not show weakness. (laughs) Let them think it's a long, extended break while you're ordering pizza, and they don't have to know that you're in the bathroom furiously writing out plot points. It's, I mean, but everybody has their way of solving problems, and whatever works for you, that's what you need to do. I think it's okay to take a break. It's okay if your players, uh, you know, come to a point where you're like, I'm not prepared for this, but I don't think it's okay to tell them that. I think it's cool to go, all right? Or or maybe occasionally, like, I'm going to need to come up with a couple of NPC stats. Why don't we break for pizza while I write a bunch of NPCs up? Whether you are or not, it's okay to come up because now they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we are going to enter combat, and uh, we completely, uh, all right. And they can go off in that pizza, and you're like, shit. Um, I, I think that Whatever it takes for you to come up with your solution, whatever you know, if you need silence, if you need to do the, have them go away, do that, and have pizza at the same time. So I got out of that. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Yeah, have more pizza. Pizza is the answer. Yeah, there. I think pizza is the answer. I think pizza is the now, answer. Now, any 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 like tactics or tricks anyone uses to sort of get your creative stuff going in a situation like that? Um, for me, what I want to, what I'm going to key on in that moment is what are the things that tie back to the player characters? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. It's always going to be what ties back to the player characters. So they mentioned, you know, their third cousin twice removed, that's back in the in you know Hobbiton. Guess who got kidnapped by the bad guys and is now you know. At, at that point, you're going to mine the backstories for every yeah. little detail you can because that's the quickest, I'm, easiest solution. I'm going to get a hold of whatever they've said yeah. that is go- is going to be of interest to them. That's what I'm going to okay. do. Okay. 
I'm going to grab whatever they've said. And so often the players actually come up with their own plot points oh, in yeah. the game. Like inevitably, you'll have the one guy who'll say, "Watch, we're going to go through a room, or we'll th- go through a door, and we're going to run into so- such and such a creature." Mm-hmm. And of course, it's not in how your you script. Know? But then, oh, oh, look at this! You know? <laughs> You're genius. <laughs> You're brilliant. Thank you for that idea. Yes. <laughs> um, there is no easy trick for unsticking yourself, right? I mean, it, you can, this happens in all mediums. Breathe. Breathe. Yeah. This happens in all mediums. So if you have writer's block, sometimes you just have to get up. You have to go for a jog, mm-hmm. drink beer, yeah. just stop for the day. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same I don't with the GM. It's for a, jog a little bit more immediate. Not, yeah, we're, we're all. Um, it, I, I was just reminded of something. I was reading an interview written many, many years ago um, with one of the best baseball players of all time. It was, he was, uh, and they were talking about batting. And statistically speaking, batting is one of the hardest things to do in all of sport. It's cricket, yeah. Okay. Um, no, not in cricket, baseball. <laughs> Cricket's so <laughs> story cup. Don't worry, it doesn't matter okay, who it was. Because that's not really not important to the story. Okay. Um, but he was saying that to hit the baseball, you want to see it coming slowly. So you need to breathe slowly. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um I think there's a there's a corollary to that to when you're GMing a game. Continue. <laughs> no, we were we were being pigs. Carry on. Um, <laughs> Ross Porter. But when Is you're he a baseball player. No. no Jackie Robinson. It's Ty Cobb. It's Ty Cobb. <laughs> oh, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, he was, he was born you sure it's not Mel Famey? I know. You're about Mel Famey. But the point is that try to slow yourself down. Right. When when because you're probably going to be tense in that moment. And you, you know things are going to start to flutter. Slow down. Take a deep breath. Slow down. Good, good, good talk. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. I I agree with you, Jim, because I think that GM it can be a very stressful thing. Yeah. Um, the more you do it, the better you get at it, for sure. But there are times, for sure, where you're like. Holy shit! What am I going to do? They're going to know I'm a fake. They're going to know I'm fake. I'm, I'm I messed up. What do I do now? And there's always those moments. And as time goes on, you get better and better at faking it. But there are those moments where you have to plow through and fake your way through a moment or two. And the first couple of times it happens, remember the first you know, hundred times it happens, it can be really intimidating. You know, the the, the ir- ironic thing is, unless you're running like a a premium adventure. You invented a bunch of stuff out of whole cloth anyway. I, right. Right? You, at some point, you started with a blank piece of paper or a blank screen or something, and you filled it up with stuff you just pulled out of your ass. And for me, it helps to just remember, oh, no, I got to this point. I'll just imagine I'm back wherever it was I was prepping all this stuff, and I'll just write some more of it. Now, that is good advice. Because it's, I mean, that... I made it up the first time. I, I keep make making it up. <laughs> made up this. Punch all you want. We'll make so it. I mean, and the, 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 for, for me, I, I just want to make sure. I, I just want to keep the the illusion of preparation. Yeah. I want that as a player. Right. I want to know that I haven't fucked everything up. I want to know that it's been planned. I want to know that you are that smart, and we're all along for the ride. Yeah. All right. Uh, glossing over combat from Charis. Do we want to talk about what people played this week? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. go, go. Because I went to a Game Con last weekend. What'd you go to? 
Uh, we went to Big Bad Con. Mm -hmm. so Big Bad Con. Big Bad Con. Big Bad Con. It's in... Who was that? Hold on a second. This is important. Yeah, who, who, did, who did the song? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to remember who, wrote, who did that song, because I used to have a recording of it. Uh, While Steve finds out, I'll tell you about Big Bad The internet. Con. The internet. The interwebs. Hello. It's a series of tunes. <laughs> Jimmy Dean? And then he made sausages. All right, then. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, it's in near San Francisco, mm -hmm. um, and uh, it is a wonderful, wonderful con. Is it? Is it primarily RPGs? It's, it's, it's almost entirely RPGs. Oh, really? That's really. Um, cool. They have a that's they have cool. a room that's that's board games, but the con's really about. So RPGs. the board gamers get the basement. <laughs> <laughs> ah! That's one of the lovely things about this con. No basement. N the hotel <laughs> actually loves us and loves the fact that we're there. I was talking with somebody who worked at the at the hotel. What's that like? Um, and I was like, you know, I just wanted to thank you guys because you guys are really awesome. We like coming to this hotel. I said, well, we love you guys. You guys are awesome. When you we love having you guys here. So I was like, what's that about? <laughs> um, it's amazing. But yeah, it's, it's a, a lovely hotel with and there's you know lots of you know food options around and and whatnot. But um, it's largely indie game focused. Mm hmm. Um, so, but get lots of game designers like uh, the designer of Atlas Reckoning was there, and um, lots of other other game designers. And you get lots of games in in process, mm -hmm. games that are being worked on, and whatnot. And it's just a ton of fun. That's what Games on Demand in Gen Con was like. A lot of uh, Powered by the Apocalypse mm -hmm. betas or in development games. Yeah, the, the one and only role playing game I played there was The Ward, which is a uh, Medical procedural kind of interesting squad fifty one. Well, it was like it, it could be ER, yeah. it could be any of them. Saying elsewhere, yeah. But and, and but there, GM I, I would say, I don't know <laughs> when I looked at the list of games available. I think all of them were part of the apocalypse. It's and, it's and mo most of them were things I've never heard of. So they were and they were someone was things developed. are in process. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are a couple of reasons for that. One is that that. Apocalypse World is kind of a, a recent hotness sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's really, relatively speaking, easy to craft a new game using the, those building blocks. Right. Um, I know, because I've been doing it. Um, and so I think that's why one reason why we're seeing a lot of those games. And a lot of the people that I talk to uh, about Powered by the Apocalypse games, and I know for me personally, back in the day when I was playing D&D, what I wanted D and D to be is what these games are mm -hmm. now, and so you you have that flexibility and that freedom to do things that you know are cool and awesome and right. amazing. Right. Which you can do in Savage Worlds too. I was going to yes. say here that was the pinnacle representative feel about that. <laughs> I totally agree. You're freelancing, <laughs> so it's okay. No, no, I'm with pinnacle. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah, well, okay. Um, what did on his arm, ring on the finger. <laughs> yes, actually. Yeah. No, I also I write the uh, the Pinnacle News every week too. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. So that's me. Okay. If you read, if awesome. you see any errors in there, it's entirely my fault. <laughs> um, anyway, red pen gaming. Gaming. I was this close to gaming this week. <laughs> it's been a long time, folks. Um, no, I was supposed to start a uh, Mutants and Masterminds game mm -hmm. this past Sunday, and our GM unfortunately had a, a rough. First week of at a new job, uh -huh. 
So real life interfere, interfere, interfered, inter yeah, intervened, whatever. And uh, good thing so you're, good so thing yeah. you're a copywriter, not an editor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm a, everything. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, that game went out the window, but it's postponed. It'll happen. So hopefully down the line. You remember when you were so a kid? Close. Remember when you were younger? Like real life didn't really enter into no. it too much. No, real life was gaming. Unless somebody life broke their arm, it really wasn't a problem. And now it's like, oh, they broke their arm. It's you, only like you still showed up for the game. Right, right, you still showed up for the game after they've put your arm in a cast. Right. Oh, hi guys. Hi guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and we would ride our bikes to get to the yeah. game. Oh yeah. It, but and it always seemed like it was it was. Spontaneous. Yep. They'd be like, "Hey, what are we going to do tomorrow? We're going to we're going to play game. a game. We're, we're going to play D and D. We're going to play D and D. Oh, okay, cool. And that was it. I'm on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I miss life was simple. Yeah, yeah, I was. It was Friday night. You'd stay up all night, do game, and then oh, Saturday, and yeah. then maybe Sunday you do it again, and then do your homework Sunday night and yeah. go to school. Yeah, that was you do Friday night. And Sunday I, I remember night. those days. Sunday, yeah, Sunday afternoon maybe. Yeah. It, and nowadays it's like, well, I I, I got to pencil you in. I got to figure out my schedule. It's like, well, I I got to. It's our anniversary. I probably shouldn't go then. Although maybe I can sneak out. Yeah, it's rough. Things are things are oh, more yeah. complicated now. It is. It's, it's it's hard. And then you know people start having kids, and and then it gets even more complicated. And then they game, and then it's cool again. But they don't want to game with you. No. <laughs> Which is oh, heck no. no. <laughs> game oh, with heck my kids. No. Oh heck no. So anyway, yeah. Missed opportunity. How about you? Uh, no, I just I've been buried at work. Oh, I did do a, va a vampire game, but you can hear all about that on the, the last the, Sunday. Yeah, last Sunday, and then um, yeah, it's going to be that a, was a good one too. That was a good one. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, those are all. I, I realized I haven't been posting them on the po for the podcast. Yeah. Oops. Eeks. Like four of them. Because there's spoilers that we've already talked about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, 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 there, one came out this week, one's coming out next week, and the other one's coming out. Okay. We, we, have, we have lots of content getting created. Yeah, generated, yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. It's like about, it takes about five hours a week now to go that stuff up. Crunch <laughs> it all down. <laughs> it is. I have to bounce it all down and... Yeah. And then upload it and then make all the things. I have to figure out a way to automate that. It, it, it's killing me. Did you have a kid that stays up all night and can hit the button? <laughs> no, it's I have to like write all the stuff. That's why I made all those forms. Well, that's, that's just get one of those dipping birds. Get like five of them, and then <laughs> set set the thing so that it's just it, it hits it at the right time. Well, if an infinite number of monkeys <laughs> tap on an infinite number of keyboards, who are you call eventually? Right, they will write the, the collective that's works true. of Shakespeare. Speaking of pressing buttons, is anybody else playing that stupid paperclip game? What paperclip game? Oh my god, I'm not even going to go into it. So there's this. It's like this weird. I'm going to go into it. <laughs> um, As we go into it. You know, you'll have to Google it because I don't even remember what it's called. But it's like this: you start out manufacturing paper clips, uh -huh. and as you go, you build up your technology and you build up your your AI, and eventually you start leaving the planet. And is this I an homage to the guy that parlayed the paper clip into a new house? Is this an homage to that dude? It could be. Because remember, know. he was like trading a paper clip, and it went up and up and up and up and up, and eventually got a house from it, a paper clip. Is this kind of like Sim Earth? It's all just text. It's just this oh, one really? screen. You play it in your browser. And somebody mentioned it to me recently, and I finally gave it a shot. And I can't stop. <laughs> it, it, it scratches all your interests. It's like Zork back in the day. But it's just, oh my God, it's just watching and monitoring and clicking and saying, yeah, I think I'll augment my system with that thing. Oh, okay, and now I have enough credits to do that. And then, oh, look and at how many paper clips I'm... Okay. Wow. No, there was a guy. Is anybody else playing that? Though? No. <laughs> Just anybody in the chat? Anybody? Is it called Probably. Paperclip or? It's. Oh, I know Paperclip's in the name. Oh, oh dear. 
I'll, I'll do a search. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know the story I'm talking about, with the guy that the, this is a true story. This guy, this guy got online with a paperclip and said, "I'll trade this paperclip for like a candy bar or whatever," and it escalated. And he eventually parlayed this paperclip after like five thousand different trades, upgrading each time into a house. He got a house for free, starting with a paperclip after like three or four years. It was sort of this experiment, and he didn't expect it to go that far. That's wild. But it, it wow. turned into yeah, it was a, it's, it was a really cool thing, and I have a feeling that that's kind of what this might is based on. Where you yeah. you keep you start with this paperclip, and then you trade and upgrade and add stuff, and eventually go up from there. Wow! So he probably parlayed the paperclip thing that he did and his house into this game. Could be. It's crazy. Now he's made cool. even more money. Did you play anything? Uh, Vampire last Sunday. I played Vampire, and that's it. I, well, I ran Vampire. I've been I've been painting my. Um, Warhammer. Your Warhammer, uh, my Warhammer arm. Arm. How's it going? Uh, I'm stuck on the uh, the Zangors, which are the little dudes that aren't in armor. They're like your like meat shields. See, that is one black hole I never ventured into. He oh, resisted for a long time. He's, he's fallen down. I just, right got, I just an expensive got into black it, hole. Like, yeah. like in July. The miniatures were the gateway. Well, you I started even, with. I don't even want to say um, how much. Uh, what was that game? <laughs> with, with the game you started with, with tanks and. Well, the, uh, yeah, uh, which I never actually played a game of. But right. I, I, uh, I, I saw Yankee. a bunch of miniature Team Yankee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Team Yankee is uh, oh, it's a World War Three game. It takes place sometime in the eighties, and it's rush the Soviet Army, U- U.S. Army, and then there's British and East and West Germans, and, you know all that. And they had little tanks and little infantry dudes, and it, it, same people that make Flames of War. Okay. Um, and I did. I got a lot of tanks done, and then I'm like, because I know you bought an airbrush and a compressor. Oh yeah, and, I still have. Less, I've been using that some of that stuff to make the Warhammer. Yeah. The Warhammer I've actually played a few times. Yeah. I bought. The, I started out with a. They have a little um, like a starter box. Comes with five Space Marines. Three Chaos Nurgle Marines and some Pox Walkers. So you have like two like some small groups, and they give you like a fold-out map that's double-sided, and the box flips over. And that becomes a piece of scenery on the map. And then very clever. And the 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 um, scenarios. There's like five of them in it. Each one introduces a new rule. So they teach you that's the cool. basic mechanics of the game by playing these five scenarios in order. By the time you're done. You have the basics of the game mechanics down. So, my son and I—he's ten. We sat and played it for a while, and you know, we, we had fun. And you know, I, I put the miniatures together, and then we played a little bit, and then I painted them, and then we played some more. And then uh, he's like, yeah, "We should go and see what else they have." And then the okay. black hole opened. <laughs> so, so my son and I go down to the game store, and of course, Games Workshop over here has. A lot of Warhammer stuff. You, you, know that's that's, a, you know the scene in, in um, Buck Rogers in the 20th century where he's just sort of the frozen, the frozen, uh, and, he's, and he's spinning down into the hole. That that was Stu, <laughs> right? So then I then I picked up the larger starter box, which was Dark Imperium. They get you, and, they, and that came with a bunch of Nurgle. And, it came first with first and, and, and then I'm like, you know what? Yeah, the Space Marines are cool, and the Nurgle guys are cool, but I really like the way the Thousand Suns work. So then I went out and bought basically a thousand points of thousand suns, dudes, and I've got those about. And he had to buy paint and an airbrush. And I already had the airbrush, airbrush from the other thing. And He's the, getting really good at painting. Paint. I'm getting better. I'm getting. Better. Oh, I'm sure you're exceptional now. And the sharp, sharpie, the the sharpie, the metal yeah, sharpie, yeah, the metallic sharpie, because the the 
uh, Thousand Suns guys have a lot of little gold filigrees and trim on them. Oh, sure. All tons of it. Mm -hmm. So you take the little Sharpie and do it with bip, that. Bip, 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 done. Yeah. Now, are you, are you actually sitting here, like, wanting to go and paint because you've got to get that armor No, done? no. Okay. I, it was for a while. <laughs> the, painting, the painting is a chore, and it's been a chore okay. almost the entire time. I want to play them. Right. Because especially that army, because I've been reading about with the new, because they just came out with eighth edition rules in June, so it's like a big reboot for the whole thing. But I've been reading through it, trying to figure out, and I, I kind of bought most of the army before I really understood how the army would play. So I had to go get a couple extra things because it turns out they really need their psychers. Now I didn't read the article, but there was a headline I saw this morning about WizKids in Games Workshop partnering up. Do you oh, know really? anything about no. this? No. Uh -uh. I do not. I didn't read it, so I'll have to. I'll look it up and find out. So, yeah. uh, so is, is it um, Universal Paperclips? I think so. Uh, yeah, it's right here. Make uh, yes. paperclips zero. Make paperclip business Don't do it. available. Don't do fund it. Zero unsold inventory zero. Yep, that's it. Price per pa paperclip twenty five cents. That's far too cheap. I'm going to raise my price. We'll <laughs> show you what the demand is. Public demand twenty four percent. Yeah. That's right. Well, low. if twenty four percent of the people buy a paperclip at thirty four cents, so you got to start manufacturing your paperclips. Well, I, there's a button right here. Yeah, and you have to keep <laughs> clicking. I made it, and then eventually you can start. Can automating. I just sell the one for like two hundred fifty thousand dollars? <laughs> I'm gonna start reading the next email. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. So uh, I, I just got to sit here and click until it's some sell. Yeah. Glossing over <laughs> combat from Charis. Hello, you who happily jacked the douche. That sounds dirty. Charis here again. I'm writing with a response to a subject from your previous episode, Season 20, Episode 9, mainly dealing with combat at the start of the adventure. An idea I had for just such instances was glossing over those initial combats. What I mean by that is I have my players roll their primary combat skill once, then judging on the results, narrate how the initial combat went on for each of them. Depending on the results, this may mean the party was beaten back and needs to recover. Maybe it was a stalemate and leads to more a more peaceable action, interaction with the other side. Maybe the story starts with a sound victory for the players, but the villain escaped, or they find out the boss was just a middleman. This may be may that this may just as well be an turning page. Exercise in collaborative storytelling for the group where they set up the stage for the first act, depending on the results they had. What do you think? Keep up the great show and have a drink. I'm out of drink. Uh, P.S. Any chances for a full crew on the show anytime soon? Everyone? No. That's never going to happen. Yeah, the crew's gotten really huge. Yeah, there's no way. There's you, like you get more than... 14 of us? Well, four. Man. More than that, it's everyone talking over yeah. each other, right? Because it just it just gets chaotic. With, there, with some of the early episodes, we there was one episode where there were thirteen people in there, and it was ridiculous. It was it was crazy. Um, um go ahead. Uh, I, I think that you've you've basically hit it on the head, Charis. That this is an exercise in collaborative storytelling. That you're seeding with a couple of dice rolls, and then letting ba basically letting people freeform the narrative. Um, around that, however they see fit, I don't see a problem with that. But but I think you've hit it on the head as to what you're doing. I, I like I said, I don't have a problem with that. It, it you are sidestepping the whole we meet in a pub and now everybody ends up well, arguing no, and not liking each other. You're starting is, writing combat. So this is in direct response to an email from la I think it was last week, where a guy had he had just ended a session, <clears throat> and he had noticed if he starts his game session with a combat. Mm -hmm. The engagement of the players just 
plummets after the combat's over. So he wanted to figure out how he could handle that situation. Right? Oh yeah, what I did he's hear saying, that. Yeah, what he's okay. suggesting is just to kind of gloss over. And I, I, yeah, making the combat go by quick, making enemies run away, or just making I if you don't, have, if you have a min maxer or a power gamer in your group, they're going to be mad that they weren't allowed to maximize their character. Yeah, well, the, 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 his his whole his whole point in that email was that the players. Um, they lose engagement after the combat. No, I, I get that. If it's in the beginning for some reason. Yeah. I don't, I don't, he, he didn't Interesting. Really know why. Yeah. I actually think it's a great idea to start a game. A whole like it's like you guys start in combat. It it, it sidesteps the whole you meet in a pub, you know, it's like you're just starting in combat and you can gloss over it because now everybody's already been working together, you guys are already together. It, it's it I don't know, it's a better way than just all right, you're meeting a pub and then we're gonna spend the next three sessions trying to figure out why you guys wanna are going to kill well, each other. Well, I think in the in the previous letter, his his he was saying in a particular was about a session, about yeah, starting right. a session a specific with thing. combat, and everybody's wiped out after that, and now right. nobody wants to really do much after mm-hmm. spending however long fighting. Yeah. Um, the only issue I might have with this suggestion is that it's it's a total departure from what will eventually happen. Like who know who's to say that in an hour of of good role playing after this. You then go into a regular combat, and it's suddenly a, a completely different animal. Right, and that might be a little <coughs> tricky to segue into. But I can see that. I think he has a specific problem. I, I don't, I don't know if that's indicative of a lot of groups where they lose interest after combat. But, but maybe. Well, it depends. I mean, no, you're playing D and D. Fourth edition D and D. It could also depend. Who doesn't lose interest after a long Well, because it lasts for eight hours. <laughs> it, it could also depend on what happens immediately after the combat. Yeah, sure. Because, you know, if you have fight, 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 and then you go, okay, and then you go to the tavern. It's like, uh, okay, you know. Throw in some, you know, some, some, some weird, like, there, there incongruous, some unexplainable things yeah. immediately after the combat happens. Like, they, you know, they kill the bad guy, and they, and they go and they find... Something on him that he should not have in his possession. Right. How did he get it? What do we need to or, do? Or something happens like right at the end of the combat that leads you, that gives you a seed for the next thing that's going to happen. Right. That that catches, you, but you have to catch their attention. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about what it is about the players that makes them. I mean, are they they just want to do combat, and after combat they don't want to role play anymore, or, no, or do they want to so. role play all the time, it's but then combat takes it out got. of them? That's not what I got. I kind of feel like then you shouldn't have combat. In your games, or try to avoid it as much as possible, because it sounds like after combat they're like, "Well, now we're bored," or they don't, or do a game that's all combat, right? Well, I, I, either way, I'm not sure Fighting which way the fighters fighter go, right? If they're um, all fighters, yeah. I, I, I think I, I, I think I would just want to plant something in the very end of the combat that gives them a spark to follow. Right after that, something to catch their attention. Well, it's easier said than done, but yeah. Well, you might have to run to the bathroom. Next <laughs> <month>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It all comes back. It, to it, the, yeah, bring it back around. I, I'm wondering. This, I, I don't think I've ever really heard of this problem. Yes, I get it. The combats can be long in D and D. Yes, I get it that uh, there are some people that just live for combat and they, they tune out for role play. Is that what that group is? Is that they just don't want the role play? I don't, I don't know. We only we only had it, but his his description of it it didn't sound like that. Well, something I find interesting is that you know he's describing players losing interest after the combat, 
But only when the game sessions start with, with combat. combat. That's oddly um, specific. But yes. something we've noticed in our actual plays is that when con there's combat, that's when interest in the in from the listeners drops. That off. is true. The watchers, watchers tend to, tend to start clicking out. Yeah, viewers who are uh, who are listen, you know, lit watching live on the stream. I, it devolves into mechanics. Yeah, it's not fun to watch. Right. Although I think having the, the when the party's fighting amongst themselves. And people are handing out help a player. Well, that's just drama. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that, that got ridiculous when the when you and Asa legitimately arguing, right? Because yeah. they 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 um, Mac uh, was playing a, a vampire who had been staked, and she'd been staked while she was in frenzy. And we were trying to figure out would she still be in frenzy once they pulled the stake out, and. Um, Stork's character had been misbehaving in such a way that they tried to stop him and they couldn't. So they're like, well, she's sitting right there. She was in frenzy and there's a stake in her. Let's pull it out and see if the human hand grenade explodes. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and then people were like spending beers left and right, giving Stork extra. We have a help a player right, mechanic right. where you get a pair of extra dice. You can use it any, for any role you want. And I think. Asa or Mac at this point has like sixteen. 16 I think of you them. said, and you've got an I've spent arm a load. Yeah, you you have spent some. Well, not not to I, I, the specifics you said are, are a bit off, but yeah. But what what basically yeah. Um, at, at one point, because Asa was unkind and the player wasn't actually here, we we talked our way out of not unstaking her because there was no way. It's like now all of a sudden she becomes an NPC, right. which wasn't fair. Yeah, yeah, I don't like. So that. we had to talk our way out of that, but but yeah, the, it did generate a lot of interest with the rest of the players. <coughs> I I I think specifically the Happy Jacks people love role play, but I know that there's a lot of games out there that run combat heavy, and that's really oh, sure. all they want. Absolutely, so, yeah. And there's a lot of different flavors of games out there, and I can't judge which one's better or worse. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. not a big fan of combat all the time because it just devolves to mechanics. I roll this, I got this. What do I need to hit? What do I do that? And as nice as that is for a brief amount of time, I want to have more from moving the story forward, right. less about number crunching. I get that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Charles, for the email. Thank you. Uh, PC killing another PC on purpose from Steve in Atlanta. Steve in Atlanta. I guess it's my turn. Go ahead. Hello, crew of the Flying Jackalope. Jackalope? Jackalope. Uh, I have a short tale, a PC death, caused by another PC. The system is Dark Heresy. Uh, Warhammer 40k. Warhammer 40k. Wuffwork. What I was just talking about. Wuffwork. How do you... Okay. Uh, and the date, real time, was back in the mid-2000s. I was playing a sniper, and the lead of our little gang of heresy hunters, my wife, girlfriend at the time, was playing a psyker. Oh, Steve from Atlanta is in the chat uh, the mission was a parcel exercise, and we were heading at high speed to the evac site. The Psyker has to tap into the void uh, a bit more than usual, and some bad dice rolls made everyone a bit worried. Note, Psykers have a bad habit of calling on too much power and opening ways for real nasty stuff to enter our world. They can be, it's terrible when Psykers go awry, yes. We got pinned down, sort of evac, and started taking down some bad guys for cover. The Psyker let loose with some mind-blasty thing. It's been over ten years, details are fuzzy, and rolled. The effect went off and cleared out some bad guys. She then handed me a note. The Void has me. They are coming through. Kill me. Now, or we are all dead. I looked at her. She nodded. I pulled my pistol and shot her between the eyes. 
I called for the team to move out and started running. The looks on the other players is burned in my mind, <laughs> and I still treasure it. It's pretty brilliant. That have is you, beautiful. Have any of you had a similar experience? That Over. is not that thank cool. You. Thank you for the actual plays and podcast. My commute is down to an hour each way, so one AP can last me a couple of days. Woot! Stephen landed. P.S. Pointless in emails. Edit the damn thing already. P.P.S. Seems to be a trend, and I'm a trendy kind of guy. P.P.P.S. Enough already. Go ahead and drink. Forget this line was even there. <laughs> thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. That awesome sounds story. brilliant. Yeah. 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 Uh, that that is uh, that is one of those moments of magic that comes up. You know that we live for in games when it all just comes together in that second. I love that she had the courage. Oh yeah, to sacrifice her character like that. Oh I yeah, mean, that is a really astute role player, especially early on. You know, it's like you're like I'm, I want to win. I want to win. I don't want to die. And she looked at him and went, "Shoot me." Yes, because she knew, and, and right. that's that's cool. That's that's cool on all sides. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that, I love that. I applaud that. That reminds me of Bill's. His character's sacrifice. He was playing uh, a crazy in the Savage Worlds Rifts game. Yeah. And they have a, what's it called, Blaze of Glory. Yeah. Which is a mechanic that. Yeah, uh, Scott, do you know anything about that? I mean, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but he, uh, I had critically failed a roll to fire my boom gun and was going to hit. Everybody. Well, yeah. <laughs> I remember well, watching specifically that. Specifically, Sam's character. <laughs> yeah. And Sam's character was Dragon <laughs> Was Bill's character's daughter Crazy right? Because she was a dragon And he wasn't um, But he claimed to have sat on her egg or something I don't know um, <laughs> And so he did this blaze of glory thing And basically jumped up And took the Railgun dart And obliterated into a fine mist And Because he, he, he was leaving he was going to be moving anyway, so he's like, "This is a really cool place to get my character." It's, I mean, Savage Worlds has that mechanic built in. I think it's really cool when people just, it, it, yeah, okay, because <laughs> it's not in the rest of the game. That's no. true. I think it's really cool when and I get, yeah, I, I, I don't know many people that would just do that. That would just like, ah, you know, I'm in the middle of playing a game. I'm going to just sacrifice my I character. Do. I do. Do you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I've seen Gina do it. Um, I'm. I've. I think it was an Atlas Reckoning game. Sticks in my head um, that that she did that, but I could be misremembering. But yeah, I've I've seen other players do that. I, it's beautiful. Uh, Cloak seventy two said I actually had a similar situation taken away from me by GM Fiat. I want to write that out really fast. I want to hear that story. Yeah. Yeah. Also, did you smack the GM because he deserved it? Probably not. Take it and away. he so also says that it's a great way to retire. You didn't actually yeah. die, oh, yeah. so well, I mean, the way that I was yeah. freaking awesome. Oh yeah, games. I remember one time we were I was playing a Call of Cthulhu game, and uh, one of the guys in the group, and these were pretty new characters, but we went up against some horrific horror elder god. Yeah, yeah. and he uh, he grabbed a bunch of dynamite and lit it, and jumped at the creature and just said, "Fuck you, you fucking fuck!" And oh, the awesome. whole thing blew up, <laughs> and it was he was it was what? an incredible blaze of glory. Love it. That's fantastic. I said the F word. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, we're good. Um, actually, uh, in Flash Gordon, oh, a little tease. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, um, to bring it in. You can be. You can play robots. We do have. You can play robots, and uh, they can self destruct. 
Oh, really? So if they sustain a certain amount of damage, they can actually decide to blow themselves apart. So now, let me ask you: Did you did you guys license mm-hmm. Flash Gordon, or is it in the public domain now? No, we licensed it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, it's one hundred percent licensed. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, here's his story: Cloak seventy two. <coughs> Ready? Go. Mm-hmm. First time GM. <laughs> <laughs> Good story. The lag is killing us. <laughs> oh no. Okay, we I can just fill in the gaps. It. I think, yeah, I think that's it. That's yeah. his explanation. Well, I can understand a GM having having that moment of fear of you know I've got a character who's about to die. I'm gonna have a player who's gonna be ticked off. But I, I can only speak for myself. But my experience with players is if their death was interesting, exciting, or memorable, they're gonna be they're gonna be fine. If your player puts himself into that position, then you should. Either reward them or punish them, but either way, you should go with it. I mean, yeah. there's, it's one thing about, you know, uh, you're, you're riding your horse down the lane and you get shot in the head with an arrow, roll up a new character. That's completely different than I grab the dynamite, I light it, I say, kiss my kiss my wife goodbye, and run off into the. And that's a completely different scenario. And I, so I can see, you know, a GM, oh, yeah. a GM not rewarding one, but rewarding the other. It's like, really? You're going to do and this? If you, yeah, but a, a GM should. All right, if this is what you want, let's start making some rolls. Absolutely. In Absolutely. Bad Streets, there's a move called Lay It Down. Mm-hmm. And um, if you, when your character lays it down for your partner or your fellow <coughs> detectives, you die. Mm-hmm. It is actually the only way you can get killed in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you roll, uh, there's a roll, and um, on a full success, you get exactly what you, it plays out exactly the way you wanted it to. Um, on a soft takes powered by the apocalypse, you get what you wanted, but there's some problem. There's some issue with it. Um, and if you if you miss, things don't work out the way you wanted them to. Um, I had a 12 year old kid playing Bad Streets at a con last year, and we get to the we're towards the end of the game, and his fellow detectives are are taking fire from the bad guys. And there's like canisters of, of I think it was, gaso- it was gasoline or something like that. And he said, uh, he said, can I um, dive into the way of the fire and like take out these canisters and like take out the bad guys and, and lay it down? I went, do that, make yeah. that happen. And it was it was a beautiful thing because he saved all his fellow detectives. Oh, yeah. And they put a they put a, a star up on the uh, the wall in the station house. The epilogue is they're, the is they're epilogue. pulling out. They yeah. start on the star, and it pulls out, and yeah. everybody's dabbing their eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, and it was, but it was a 12-year-old kid. They're picking up it was beautiful yeah. to watch. That's really That's awesome. awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I, I can see something stuff like that happening in like L5R all the time. Yeah, oh, heck yeah. Because of honor. Right. You have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, almost, you know, it's almost demanded of you to yep. lay that in. Okay, uh, uh, we were going... Here, this is Cloak 72. We were going to sa- have to sacrifice a kid to save the world. My character was based loosely on the agent from Serenity. Okay. I was all set to take. I'm a monster. To have him take the moral hit, uh, doing what he thought was right for the good of the world, even if it damned him. Okay. And, and now we're waiting. Just a little more. <laughs> and the and the GM said, "No, you don't have to take the moral hit because." I don't know. I I don't know. That's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's it's, a mystery. it's the anticipation it's of, the a, of a chat we, we <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> I should have like a special like Skype line that can say, "Here, use this," and just bring them into the yeah. audio. Oh yeah. Next time we have immediate things like this, then yeah. But yes. Yeah. It's going to be hard. It to normally set up doesn't now. happen anyway. 
that would be. Cool. I I can't think of a time when I've done this myself. I've never had the opportunity to really fully go out in a blaze of glory while trying to save everybody. I I can think of. Oh, use Discord. That's what they told me. Oh yeah, all right. That, that happens. I, I, I'm thinking of. It's not quite the same, but when you had Oppenheimer, where he you you basically yeah, switched morality. That's because I was playing an asshole. Yeah, well, <laughs> big surprise. <laughs> And I just had to give the character up because the, the the rest of the party said we're not going to work with him. Yeah, <laughs> it's not quite the same as killing your character, but your character became an NPC. Right. But he was great. He was insane too, right? He was a little on edge. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call him insane. No, he had no issues, but all, all yeah, heroes right. have issues. It, no fascist things. He was a little insane. He, is such a he was a little ugly dark. word. He was a little dark. <laughs> um, the, and and actually, not in the was it in the last two two. Um, Savage Worlds Rifts games ago, I was fully prepared to do that because we had this orb generator thing and we were trying to figure out how to stop it because we were trapped inside of it with all these ghosts who had been fucking with us incessantly. Like um, they do. Right. As they, they do. do. Yeah. Like a poltergeist. And uh, I tried. we tried a bunch of stuff, couldn't figure out how to stop it. I'm like, I know exactly how to. Go. I was like, like turn off the containment field is what you do. <laughs> I was in. I was in. The, knows that. I was in the control room, and there's like a little suspension thing holding like some sort of magical gem or something. Twinky. So I, I took my rail gun, leaned it up against the thing, <laughs> as you do, you know, and it blew me back and damaged my armor, all that stuff. But I mean, the thing, it, it solved the problem. Yeah. It's all fine until Dickless turned off the containment field. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Yes, yes, sir. This man has no dick. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, the GM had an NPC do it before I could. Oh! Oh. That's, that's Which was rough. his plan all along, so we wouldn't have to make the choice. Why even offer the choice right? if we're not going right? to have to make it? Bait and switch. That's... that's first sucks. time GM. Yeah. First yeah, time but... Time. No, I understand. I, now I understand. I get that, and uh, maybe he learned. But also, it's kind of as a first-time GM, it's kind of edgy to set that up in the first place. Oh sure, yeah, that moral conundrum. I, I give him, I give him props for that. It's a, it was a good idea. He just should have gone well, with it. But yeah. you know what? Should have stood on it. Uh, even even like in the con game or something, I would hedge my bets too. I'm like, I'm not sure if everybody's going to want to do this, or if they do, if they're not going to be mad at me for it. I might want to have an NPC standing by just in case. Right. I, yeah, yeah. I, I can totally I, get that mindset. I, I understand that. I just I wouldn't <laughs> do it. I would. Well, I you would might, hey, you might have when you started. Yeah. yeah well, and you play with players that you know are going to make that moral decision, but you don't always know that. You don't always have that luxury. Well, <laughs> today, today, what I would do is if nobody, if none of the player characters are willing to make that sacrifice, the thing, the the bad thing that they're trying to prevent is going to happen. I tend to think. I mean, knowing myself when I was a teenage boy, moral conundrums and things like that, they would have been lost on us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they would have. Let's blow this. Okay. Right. When I was sentenced, set it on fire. <laughs> yep. <laughs> When I was 17, my version of game prep was to draw a map and start going through the monster manual looking yep. for monsters yep. to put in sure. there. Oh, exactly. that was, that this, was is, this is room A, Yep. and that is... Oh, okay. That's, that's how we were talking about That's how we were talking about That's how we were Demogorgon. I don't care that they're third level. They'll be fine. I, I know I flunked math class because I'm busy drawing dungeons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you, but you read a lot when you were absolutely, sort of, and I you did. knew what mill meant. Yes, <laughs> and I knew what tessering was. 
<coughs> all right. That's it. That's all we got. Show, yeah. show. Because I got to get up early in the morning. Oh. What's going on in the morning? Real okay. life shit. Real life shit. Real life shit. That's you know, so like. All right. All right. Uh, well, this was fun. Yeah, thank you for coming down. I appreciate it. Yeah, it great. Sorry it was so short. Thank you, sir. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, Unless you're you local. It turns out it's local Makes now. Like I don't come in a store. Yeah. Don't ever bring yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in and drinks our LaCroix. <laughs> I'll have beer next time. He's <laughs> Until he runs out of swag, he's going to push. So, just to remind everybody. So, yeah, do, yeah, do that again here now. So I oh, can, yeah. And I'll use the thing. And this is all there. stuff I've done. This so is and and done. go through it yeah. real quick here. So, Cinnamon Sorcery is published by Green Ronin. You can get it off Amazon or in your fair, friendly local game store or bookstore or whatever. So. And that is, a, again, a, a compilation of. Uh, the entire history of sword and sorcery movies from the silent era to the present day, more or less, to the present. Moralist. With statted artifacts. With some statted items and monsters and things from various movies. Your favorite movies are all in Did here. Did you get the Tor movies in there? The what? The Tor ones? There was like one. It was awful. Uh, Tor? Gore? I remember it. Tor. Tor. Yeah, don't correct me. No, because yeah. it's sci fi. Oh, that's God, What it is it with you? Sci-fi. It's yeah. on a planet. Everything is not sword and sorceries, Tor. Uh, Six Gun is available from Pinnacle. Right. It's still available. You can order it. And, and I wrote the entire line. You can get a GM screen. You can get. Uh, oh, really? Okay. You, there's Sweet. even a Deadlands crossover adventure I wrote. And it is oh, cool. based on a awesome. really cool. Based on an awesome novel, novel IP. Series. Yeah, by oh, 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 oh. Is the Dragon Super Sword good. in there? Uh, Did you stat that one up? For no, I think the shield is in there. No. Yeah. Okay. Aha! The, 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 the spear is the better. The best dragon ever realized in cinema. I agree, and the best name, too. Yep. Vermithrax. And then, uh, yeah, the audios, uh, these are all from Big Finish Productions. You can get them through bigfinish.com, I think, is Big okay. Finish or Big Send me links. I'll give you my email. And Flash Gordon, keep your eyes out for the Kickstarter. It is coming soon in the next few weeks. Uh, we're kind of just wrapping up some stuff right now on that. It's been uh, a couple years in the making, and we're extremely proud of it. So, awesome. is it is it backward compatible with Slipstream? Sure. I mean, it's Savage Worlds, so everything is can be crossed over. There so. we go. Now, That's what we love about Savage Worlds. How far into the production project process do you get before you guys put the Kickstarter? Is that is there like a general? Pretty much to the end. Oh really? Yeah. So I mean, you're everything's like, written. Oh no kidding. Except okay. for, um, I will admit, I'm writing right now the 32 page. Epic adventure that's going to accompany the GM screen. Okay. Um, we kind of. Oh, you're going to send. You're, you're going to add a, a an adventure w- when you buy the yeah. GM screen. Yeah. Oh, so you'll cool. get an adventure with the GM screen, just as I wrote one for um, Six Gun. There, okay. one came with the GM screen. So yeah, there will be one with the GM screen. But we're also cool. going to do the dice, and we're going to do. Uh, we have a source book called Kingdoms of Mongo, mm-hmm. which is written. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beast, beast of a book. Actually, the core book is a beast of a book too. These are both pretty, pretty good size, almost two hundred page books. Oh so, wow, that's yeah. cool. big for Savage Worlds book. <laughs> These are and, wow. Are they are they the normal size Savage Worlds? The big ones? Like no, everything's everything is now graphic novel size. Okay, from, yeah, from now on. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's coming up. Awesome. And then uh, I've got some other fingers in pies. Um, probably next week there'll be an announcement about a short story I'm writing for a friend's Kickstarter for mm-hmm. a reward level. Um, hopefully that. Gets enough money so I can get that out too. Cool. Writing a story about Dracula. Oh, awesome. Cool. Really? Very cool. All right. We'll have to bring you back just to find out how these things Otherwise, we won't keep up. All right. Thank you for joining us for season 20, episode 10 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I am still Jib. I'm Scott. I'm Stork. And thank you again for coming. I appreciate it. And uh, let's see. Uh, Sunday. Uh, Dead rain. Dead rain. 
Monday Riffits. Monday Riffs. Wednesday, Wednesday is Razor Ridge. Razor Ridge. Thank you very much. We'll be with a song. We're off camera. Well, we all set sail for Ireland Tis a place where good ale flows Where the maidens are fair in the warm summer's air And they sing songs that everyone knows God help you if you are an Englishman For you better learn to drink Irish lushes, they drink their ale and flushes, and they'll drink it all before you take a sip. We've been kicked out of every pub in Ireland. We've been beaten within inches of our lives. For we act like asses to those fair Irish lasses. It's a wonder any one of us survives. Well, the lasses there are quite pretty, you see. Their beauty is the fairest work of all. Said women do not know their place For if you tell a bird to be seen and not heard She will haul right off and punch you in her face We've been kicked out of every pub in Ireland We've been beaten within inches of our lives For we act like asses to those fair Irish lasses It's a wonder any one of us survives Well it was there I was drinking one fine morning a scaring up some pretty Irish fun When behind me there looms such a shadow And I leapt up from me seat for to run Well I swear it was a mountain of muscle That broke my jaw and threw me out the door Four foot seven was her height But her anger gave her might And she looks big when you're lying on the floor We've been kicked out of every pub in Ireland We've been beaten within inches of our lives For we act like asses to those fair Irish lasses It's a wonder any one of us survives Well, every wench gets a pinch on the arse When they pass us with tankards of ale And we loves to flirt and lift up their skirts And offer them a fine English mail Well, I offered one a penny for a roll in the hay But that when she cried and she called But that penny should be dear They don't make that in a year It's a wonder they make anything at all We've been kicked out every pub in Ireland We've been beaten within inches
Bum, 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 bum,